Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. So, I've got a ton of messages, emails, DMs, calls on what happened to the last episode, Dallas Alexander, the Canadian special ops sniper who was on the team that took the world record for the farthest sniper kill of all time. Here's what happened. I received a cease and desist from Dallas's former unit, and they are basically saying that I need to pull all the episodes because there may be sensitive content within the episode. So, I'm trying to do what's best for everybody here, okay? If there is sensitive information within that episode, I am not going to be the guy to jeopardize any of the operators within that unit or anything that may compromise that unit as a whole. They are an allied unit to the United States. I've worked with them. They are an awesome bunch of guys over there. Now, what I find ironic is Dallas has a legitimate concern that he is being silenced by his former unit because he was fired for not taking the COVID-19 vaccine or complying with mask mandates. Now, I hope that's not what this is about, but if this episode disappears, you know exactly what it was. So we pulled that episode. We're going to work with that unit and hopefully re-release the beginning portion of that episode. The other thing that I've done is I have pulled all operational content out of the episode. So there is absolutely nothing in there that could be considered classified or sensitive content. So if it gets pulled, you know what it was. He's being silenced. Now, the other thing that I find ironic about this sensitive subject is, one, Dallas assured me that he had cleared everything with the people at that command before he came on the show. Secondly, what I find ironic is there was a press release done giving up the location of those operators who were on that sniper team and took the shot when they killed that man before they were even gone from the site. So they compromised the sniper team's location before they even left. Now, I don't know what could be more sensitive than the actual operator's location on site after they took out an ISIS fighter, but... I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm going to hope that that's all this is. So, anyways, there are a lot of people out there these days who claim to be patriots because they voted for a certain way or they watch a certain news channel. It used to mean something to be a patriot. Now, Dallas is trying to get his story out, and what he's talking about on here is how he left that unit— which I won't mention the name of the unit because it might be classified. But he's trying to get his story out on why he was fired from that unit. And so if you're going to call yourself a patriot, then I suggest you share 
this episode with everyone you know. That's the toll I'm going to ask. Share this episode with everyone you know. Please give us a like, subscribe. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And there's a lot of other podcasters out there. If you guys have the balls to have Dallas on your show, I'd be happy to make a connection for you. This guy needs to get his story out. It's important. They are racing history, people. Do you get it? All right. I love you all. We have a quick message from Dallas himself. I hope you all enjoy the show. Watch out for those UAPs. They're coming to get you. And that's what we're talking about on the episode after this. Love you all. Cheers. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's happening, friends? Um, So, (laughs) there's been uh, some concern brought up about the Sean Ryan Show podcast, about the episode we did together um, from some entities in Canada here. Um, They're concerned uh, that there might be some OPSEC um, breaches, I guess. Um, This is something I took very seriously prior to going on the show. I consulted with a ton of people uh, currently serving, recently retired, uh, deployed and not deployed. Uh, people whose opinions I really, really respect. Um, so that's why I went and had the conversation with Sean and talked about what I did and left out the things that I did. Anyway, there's a lot of uh, backlash. Sorry, a lot of backlash sort of coming from certain groups uh, here in Canada. So I think uh, we're going to address them in a professional manner. And that's absolutely what Sean is. So. There you have it. One last thing, and this is for Dallas. Dallas, I just want you to know I really respect everything you're doing. So does everybody here in America. And here in America, we fucking love freedom of speech. We love freedom. We love people that stand up for what they believe in, and that's exactly what you represent. It would be an honor to have you in this country. We need more people like you in this country today. So I'm just saying... God bless freedom, God bless you, Dallas, and God bless the USA. All right, Dallas, let's get into why you left. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the last couple years, last few years, I kind of alluded to it before a little bit, like I didn't like the direction that we were starting to head. What, let's talk about what year this is. Uh, this was probably around, when did the fucking COVID thing start? 2020, right? 2020, the very beginning of 2020. 2020. Yeah, so it was like tail end, beginning of 2019 maybe, tail end 2018. So it was like just starting, and there'd been a couple of steps throughout my time there where I saw, I saw it changing in a, in a way. So right about the time all this woke stuff started hitting the news. That's right. So in the news, it infiltrated fucking briefing time. It infiltrated, like, different training that they wanted everyone in the Canadian Forces to go through. What kind of training? Oh, like sensitivity training to everything you can imagine. Like, uh, from, like, just every category of wokeness, it seemed like there was a sensitivity course that came along with it. Now, 
So I'm instead of learning people. how to kill people, exactly, you're learning how to and, not and, hurt anybody's this, feelings. This is the trade-off that I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this? So one, within this gate of there's no, like we don't have big issues in, in all of these places. Now, do I think people need to be nice to other people? Yes. Do I think it needs to take away from my fucking range time because you have some agenda? No. And that was starting to happen, and it was like a little bit more and a little bit more. I just saw it going in a direction that I didn't like. Uh, when like this COVID thing happened, uh, they mandated. So already we're headed in a direction that I, I'm not super fond of. And then the COVID happened, you know, everything grinds to this unnecessary halt, in my opinion. And we're waiting to see what happens. Like, okay, there's a, there's a vaccine coming out. Okay. So I'm just reading about it. I'm seeing what they're saying on the news, reading other things. Um, I'm just staying very open-minded. I'm like, okay, what do I feel like this is something that I am concerned about? Am I scared? Like, is there a fucking black plague sweeping planet earth? And like, at what level? And it's almost like the protector of the family kicks in, right? You're like, what level do I need to be concerned? As, as things were coming, even like what the news is reporting, I'm like, okay, I see, I understand that they're trying to scare everyone. I don't see anything that I need to be concerned of. Mm-hmm. We're looking at demographics. We're looking at fatality rates, all these things. I'm like, I, I'm not concerned about this. To me, like, you're getting numbers. Like, anyway, I'm just like. No, I, I mean, it, it came out. You know, it's not. It, it, yeah. They were bullshit numbers. There's no if, ands, or but about it. They were reporting people that died in car accidents and mm-hmm. motorcycle ad- accidents, yeah. people that were shot. That's right. You know, people that were dying from other illnesses that may have had COVID. Yeah. You, know, you could have died from fucking cancer, but if you had COVID, yeah. you died from COVID. Yeah. If you were in a car accident and fucking died and had COVID, it wasn't the car accident that killed you. Yeah. It was COVID that That's killed right. you. You know, so it's... The numbers were fudged. And that was, I mean, from the way I see it, that was to just, like, get everybody in line. Like, be scared, be scared, do your part. And I was like, yeah, I don't don't think so. From what I'm seeing right now, I'm not concerned about it. So I was like, I look at it like the flu shot. Every year there's a flu shot. I'm not concerned about the flu, so I don't get it. Uh, The government, the unit, had a different opinion because, obviously, it's the government organization. So they mandated that you had to have it. I was like, how many of you have logged into your Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever your streaming platform is only to find the same mind numbing content over and over and over again. And then you wind up settling and you just watch that mind numbing content. Maybe it's time to spend your time learning something that's inspiring, and that could possibly improve your life. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or history of the ancient Christian church. With Hillsdale College's online courses, they are all available for free, 
That's right, it's free. I personally recommend you sign up for American Citizenship in its decline with Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, Dr. Hansen explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever you want. Start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with Victor Davis Hansen today. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash srs to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash srs to start. hillsdale.edu slash srs. As a SEAL, I learned that efficiency and speed come from deliberate actions. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or something else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up so you'd better be efficient and fast. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com SRS. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash SRS. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash SRS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I just was like, no. In this particular case, no. And I would have done the same thing, honestly, if they're like, the flu shot's now mandatory. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not taking it. I don't, I don't require it. I don't see risk. And, and this is like, as I've evolved, or hopefully evolved, but like learning about health and all these different things, I'm like, okay, there's, there's places for different medications, it should be up to the individual to make that assessment. Your own fucking health. Especially fucking injecting something in your body. Like, it's the ultimate, like, like overstep on someone's freedom. Like, you must inject this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's for me. I, I had to go to the appointment anyway. Um, but at this point, we were not ordered to take it. The tricky wording coercion and all the stuff I saw was like other than a couple cases of people that I know that were directly ordered to do it I even think those were mistakes that people recognize later like shit I don't think that was within my um, like I didn't have the right to do that now that says everything passed what's going to happen who knows but I saw a lot of fucking coercion and I declined getting my first shots on a Friday afternoon and by Monday, I was being threatened to be kicked out of the unit, kicked out of my troop by my sergeant major. I'd never seen a reaction. I was telling you this yesterday. Like, I've never seen a reaction like that to almost anything. Like, yeah. in my opinion, I could have fucking drunk drove my truck through the front gate, and it would not be that reaction. It'd be like, hey, man, like, fuck, something's obviously going on. Let's figure it out. It's just something. Like, there was, there was pretty, pretty all right support 
prior to this. And it was like a fucking snap of the fingers. Like overnight, it just changed so drastically with this narrative that like after being at the end for almost 14 years and just declining. And all I said is, I want to have more time to see something. Because there was information coming out about like Johnson & Johnson not being great. Don't get that one. AstraZeneca, there's some problems. Like there's blood clots and there's all these, these things. And I'm like, I just told him, like, I just want more time. I was like, I couldn't believe the reaction. Like so fucking fast. I was like, okay. It's like, this is a weird one. So, so what was everybody else doing at the unit? Uh, it depends on the person. There, a lot of people were torn, but a lot of people were coerced. A lot of people were told, like, you're not going to advance your career. You're going to be kicked out. So the end result was you're going to be kicked out of the military, a 5F relief, a, a release, I think it's called, if you don't comply. Like, the most drastic shit I've ever seen. So, like, not only, like, you're, you're not on a list of deployable right now because maybe, I don't know, some other country has a problem with it or whatever. It's like, you're fucking kicked out. <laughs> like, it was insane. Uh, and that, that led to, so this would have been probably, man, I want to say like October, end of the year, 2020, by time, like, everything happened and the, maybe 2020, 2021, no, 2020, and they were like, this was in place. And now they have a bunch of people throughout the CAF that are like, yeah, we're not doing this. Okay, begin the release process. You look at what are your options. Um, and there was, like, exemptions. There were some exemptions that they wrote about. Very rarely were those exempted. So I wrote in to get exemptions for a whole bunch of different things that I believed. And I talked, it's actually, I talked to like an indigenous elder from around where I was from. And like, I mean, we didn't really get into it. I'm not really a religious dude in terms of the dogma in any particular book, but I'm a spiritual guy for sure. And just, I have beliefs in things that are bigger than us. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all just an accident of whatever. Um, but the advice I got from like a, a person that I deem spiritual, religious, whatever it is, was like, don't do it yet. Like this is the same government that fucking took our indigenous people and threw them into like these schooling projects to like teach the Indian out of them. Like that was not that long ago. Yeah, it, there's a scar left on the indigenous people that's like, well, no, we don't just trust everything you say. We've done that before, uh, and it was it was a sentiment of like, what do you, like what is natural? What do you feel? What will we believe in our belief system? And I try to put this into a like, here's another reason, another reason that I think in this particular time, like I want to be exempt from this. And like the cadre of the fucking army or whatever was like, no, that's not a legitimate religious fucking thing. Like, fuck you, you cocksucker. (sighs) So simultaneous to all this, I'm like starting to get in administrative trouble, which has never happened before in my career because I'm not playing the mask charade either. 
we'd have a conversation in a room, me and you, or whoever was in my team or debt, no mask required. It's fucking stupid. We can all assess this now. It's been going on for, you know, at this point, like almost a year. Next room, I don't need masks. It's, we can all agree it's fucking stupid. Oh, so-and-so is coming to the meeting. You got to put on a mask. I was like, no, no. And this just kept happening and people would get upset. And I'm like, too fucking bad. Like the, this is all a charade right now. I see you in conversations with certain people until it's time to virtue signal to a bigger group or whatever. Like, it's all a charade, and mm-hmm. I'm not playing this game. And so I'd be like, I'd get in trouble. So I'm like, oh, can you just fucking please put a mask on? I'm like, no. Like, they're like, the next one's going to be up the level of fucking administrative problems. It's like, at what point are you going to see that I don't give a fuck anymore? Like, I was now chasing up medical issues that I had, all the MTBI stuff I was telling you about, and I was getting a medical release process started because I was going to be kicked out. Um, now, look. How many, how many guys are, are you leading the charge here? Are other guys following in your footsteps? I was out front for sure. Um, different people took different approaches. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that are no longer in that were. I'll just like, I'll put it that way. I didn't really get permission for anyone to talk about their own situations, but like, uh, yeah, I was putting my foot down and most people, whether they caved or not, really appreciated. Now there's obviously a collection of people that didn't. Um, So I was now chasing up a medical release. Um, In hindsight, I'm like, what a fucking blessing. Because, like, I needed to stop exposing my brain to impacts. Mm -hmm. This was just the catalyst. It was like, yeah, I'm crossing that line. Uh, But I, 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 everything was bringing on these concussion symptoms. So, looking back on it, I'm like, whew. (laughs) But it just... I couldn't believe how it fucking changed overnight. And then uh, the final like straw was I was going to a meeting to hear about why my exemptions were declined, why some person who didn't even fucking come talk to me or talk to the person that I spoke with declared like religious exemption, no, medical exemption, no. Like even I brought up all of these concerns, myocarditis, all of these different things that were showing up in young men who are not at risk of fucking dying from COVID. I was just like, no, 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 no. All these things are no. So I was going to this meeting for them to tell me why everything was declined. The meeting just happened to be at like a meeting room and I didn't put a mask on. Uh, and then, Can we have the conversation that you had with the gentleman before you entered that room? Yeah, so I was, night? I was talking uh, and my like chain of command knew and I don't, they didn't, like my immediate chain of command, I mean. Uh, and he was like escorting me in my sergeant major, and he was like, hey, man, they're going to ask you to put a mask on. I, like, I know. And he's like, can you do it? It's like, fuck no. So he went in to, to kind of give the room a heads up. Um, and this was like the ultimate, like, like, because I could have just fucking put it on. And I wore balaclavas all over the fucking place. But, like, the principle behind this nonsense, I was seeing this, like, this charade, like it was just such a joke. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So the RSM comes out. Like, I need you to put a mask on Dallas. Like, I'm not doing it. I don't even own a fucking mask. And uh, that it escalated a, a little bit. Um, instead of using my first name, call me by a rank. I, I, I told him when he stature got a little bit up, and I was just like, don't get fucking pokey chess with me. And I use it, well, I won't use his name here, but. And then he's like, get out. So he goes down, open the door to this building. I was like, you coming outside with me? He's like. Just looked away, went inside, and that was the last time I ever had access to fucking even get on camp. Wow, that's so, how it ended? That's how it ended. So I got in my truck. My, my sergeant major came out, and he's like, fuck. I was like, look, man, I know the position I just put you in, but I don't give a fuck anymore. And I drove home, and, like, my pass never worked again. <laughs> so all the, the clear-out process and everything had to be done through people on camp. Uh, I got a little charge on the way out uh, for that. I can't even remember what it was called, but that behavior towards the RSM. And that was like the, see you later. That's crazy. That's insane. It's fucking insanity. I, but like I was saying, I think yesterday I mentioned this. It's just like, I I liked what you said at dinner. You you had mentioned that you asked the sergeant major. You said, "Well, is everybody in that room mm-hmm. masked?" Yeah. So I asked. I said, "Is everybody in the room going to be wearing a mask?" He said, "Absolutely." I said, "Then that means you're all safe, if they work, and if they don't." and you're not safe, then why are you telling me to put one on? Um, and that's when he got started yeah. using my rank instead of my name. Well, what else are you uh, going to say to that? Well, it just shows. It's, Here it's, you go, Sergeant Major. This is fucking what common sense looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's just, it was, it was... Where did yours go? That's the thing. Where the fuck did it go? Um, yeah, so that was like the last day uh, I was ever... All the release. Um, Do you feel like that that destroyed a big part of mm, No. At least not for me. So one, I think it was already going in a direction that I didn't like. That it wasn't for me. It was not, the unit was no longer, or is at least rapidly turning into a place that the people they selected we're not going to fit in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I recognize that for me, my own personal thing. So the, the unit is still full of fucking super hard charging professional motherfuckers. The, like the, the, the best workforce friends, brothers I've ever worked with. There is a, a portion that needs a realignment. Um, is that portion growing? I think maybe because the other portion's shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it uh, would appear to be growing. Um, but like when I when I when I go chat with boys, like I, I don't feel like the numbers are growing where people are like, yeah, you know what? We need to be forced to do more shit. And we need to like really soak up all this woke business. Like no one's saying that. Mm-hmm. Unless the most important thing to you in the world is your career. 
So like, it's still there's just still fucking great warriors there. Yeah. So I I leave and like the unit I never expected. Whenever I got out, no matter how it was, I didn't expect that like this unit's gonna come to a, a halt. Like oh my god, Dallas is leaving the unit because you're just mm-hmm. a fucking dude in a big organization. Like the train just keeps going. But there's I didn't expect it to end like that. But I have just really good friends and brothers out of it all that like yeah. no matter the bullshit I've had my back in a lot of ways. They did they did lose a lot of stuff though by by losing you. I mean what I'm just what percentage of the unit do you think left because of the jab mandates and the and the the woke agenda and because it, this is happening across yeah. the world, you know, and, yeah. and when I get guys in who are fresh out, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. It, they've demoralized all of the units. And and yeah. and the attrition rate, it, it's a joke. Yeah. The attrition rate is a joke now. They can't keep anybody in. They can't recruit anybody That's right. because they miscalculated who joins the military, especially who serves in a who who wants to serve in a in a soft environment at that at that capacity at that yeah. level. Well, know? I don't know if the people really making the calls for this to happen want units like that. Well, that's what I'm. We can get into that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, you know, I'm. This is just an estimation. It's not based off any factual information other than just who I know left yeah. um, the SEAL teams because of the jab. And I'm going to say it's damn close to 50%. Yeah. You know, between the woke agenda and the jab mandates, I mean, these are the, these are the only people in the fucking country that stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. Everybody else has just got their head down and they're just trying to get through the day. These are the only fucking people that step up to the plate. Yeah. You know, and they just left. And when they left, let's say it is 50%, you know, I mean, dude, you took the, you took the, you were on the team that has the world record for the longest sniper kill in, in, in and, world history. But And the, and the TL is also... I can't remember what step he's at now, but he was being kicked out for the same reason. There you go. So they, here you have an all-star sniper team at the top level, and you're not going to be able to pass that knowledge on yeah. to the next guys. Yeah, like the, the Do you corporate know how fucking detrimental that is. The corporate knowledge is it's it's fucking mind blowing. And even like I I don't know the numbers of guys that got out, but I know a large number of people that don't want to be there. And that's just like, two people. Yeah. That's just two people. Yeah. You know, this they're not going to get your mindset. They're not going to get your, you know, the 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 hard skills. They're not going to get the soft skills. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. They're not going to get it, yeah. you know? And and there aren't any other wars happening right now, you know? And so that experience is it's going to get real thin. Yeah. It's going to get real hard to come by. Yeah. And um so yeah, I would say they 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 lost a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge by doing that. It is crazy. Uh, yeah, it just there's so many things that seemed so backwards to me. Now going back to the 
you know, do they, you don't think they want people like that. I, when I saw the defund the police movement happen in the U.S., yeah, that was the, I, immediately, I, I was like, they are going to get rid of the old guard and replace that with the new mindset that's going to do whatever, whoever these fucking people are that are pushing this agenda, yeah. they want to re, they want to, they want to replace the, the yeah. old guard with the new guard that's going to do whatever exactly they what have to say. say. Yeah. And then but, we saw a carryover from the defund the police movement. Then the new administration took over. Now we're seeing it, mili- not even just special operations units, military-wide. They're restructuring yeah. every, every, everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it, it's like historically almost, and I'm not much of a military historian, but like you – you have groups of guys in soft, and I'll say guys because we've never had a female assaulter, but like selected to think outside the box, to use common sense, to assess certain things, to hold their fucking ground, to not get bullied. And then it was like this big surprise at the end, like, oh, you must be going through something. You've changed. It's like, motherfuckers, I didn't change. This is who you selected. You selected yeah. someone to not be bullied into shit I didn't want to do. And now you're just, you're seeing it. Like, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Like, just standing my ground. Like, this is like the ultimate fucking selection test. <laughs> and like, so I just, yeah. Rode on out the gate and, uh. Turn to country music. <laughs> is there is there is there anything you regret about? I mean, you stood up for what you believe in. Is there any? Mm. Do you have any regrets? Um, to the guys that are still in that unit, you know, when the next mandate comes down the pipe. Yeah, I no man, I I don't, and I I stood my ground. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere where I was like, ah, maybe I just do something. I don't think so. I stood my ground everywhere. And I know I was a pain in the ass to people because I'm like, I'm not doing that. And now it's the next level I'm not doing. Like, I'm not even signing that administrative fucking wrist slap that you're giving me. Shred it, keep it, I don't care. Like, it, it, it was just so absurd. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. So I, I did, I stood my ground in places. And I'm so happy now that I'm out that I did. Um. And like I said, it was, looking back, like all the concussions, MTBI stuff and everything piling up. I think it's a good thing overall anyway. Um, but I, in that sense, no no regrets at all. And I, w- I was telling people my opinion, why I was doing it, you know? And I, I don't care. If guys wanted it, go fucking take it. Take two, take three, yeah. five boosters and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't particularly care what drugs you assess personally that you want to use. Use everything Pfizer makes. Use none of what he makes. Like, I, I truly fucking believe in freedom. Um, so it was never like, hey, man, don't do this. Don't do this. I'm like, here's some things that I'm reading. Yeah. Here's some things that I'm seeing. Think about it. Your You're health not an is, anti-vaxxer. No, you it's just like, want choice. I just want choice. Anyone can take whatever they want. But it definitely got me looking into more ingredients of things 
And it started with me and my family a while back. What's in our food? What's in our cleaning products? What's in our water? What's in, and I'm like, I'm not going to do all of this. And then like, what's in that thing? Ah, oh, there's some mRNA and a bunch of other things we don't really know about. Sure, given. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just I'm not anti-medication. I'm not anti-vaccine. If those are the things you want to do, I am anti you telling me what I have to put in my fucking body to fit into society. Mm-hmm. We have to go to a restaurant. Like those are our mandates in, in Canada. Like you show a vax pass, you can't come eat here. No shit. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Well, Everywhere? Just, uh, it's, it's, now it's done. Uh, it's mostly done. Um, but the mandate from the government is like, you can't get on a plane, a train, or a bus. You can't go eat at restaurants. Every restaurant was required, or they could be shut down, to ask you for proof of fucking COVID vaccination. Wow. Yeah. I've heard they they were doing that in some states here. We don't do that shit here in Tennessee. Yeah, I gotta come to Tennessee more. <laughs> you might like it. You'd fit in great. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's just for me. It's always been just like it's the the freedom. I question. I'm like, so many guys gave so fucking much to try and have that fight for freedom, and like you know, friends that have died. And you're like, for fucking, for it's just to be like. Not even taken, really, so much as just, like, handed right over. Yeah. Most people are just like, fucking take it. Take my freedom. I'll take this so that I can go eat at a restaurant, if that's what you say I need to do. I'm like, oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a minute since I've done a Bub's Naturals commercial, but it has not been a minute since I've taken the best shit of my entire life. Actually, just knocked one out this morning. It was amazing. And I'm going to give you the secret. You ready? Here's the secret. You want the secret for the best shit of your entire life that you could do, I don't know, every day, maybe multiple times a day. Here's the secret. Bub's Naturals Collagen Peptide says it's good for joints, hair, skin, and nails. I'm surprised they don't put on there. It'll give you the best shit of your entire life, but hey, I get it, right? And you mix that with the Halo Creamer that's MCT oil. Put these two together, you're gonna have a explosive (laughs) hell of a day. These things are both Whole30 approved, NSF certified, and USDA approved, so There's that. On top of that, hold on, wait. There's more. If that doesn't get you going, which I guarantee you it will, you've got Bub's new coffee. So this is the first ever coffee bean Whole30 approved, if you can believe that. And we all know coffee can, you know, speed things up a little bit in the morning. But hold on, wait. There's more. Apple cider vinegar gummies. Guys, I'm going to be honest, I don't know exactly what these things do for you, but uh, here it says, promotes energy, immune support, promotes healthy digestion, and supports healthy metabolism. I can tell you one thing, good luck just eating one of these things, because at the end of the night, I will crush an entire bottle of these. 
That will not give you the best shit of your life. I wouldn't recommend it. It will speed things up, but you may not like the final outcome. And hold on, wait. There's more. There's more. Bubs came out with a lot of new products. They have these hydrate or die hydration packets. Great for post-workout. All this stuff is great for post-workout, especially the uh, collagen protein. Guys, here's another thing about Bubs. Bubs is a tribute company. It's named after Glenn Bubs Doherty, who was a Navy SEAL and a CIA contractor. He died defending our freedom in Benghazi. And Bubs donates a portion of every order to the Glenn Doherty Foundation, and they donate 100% of the proceeds from their products on Veterans Day every year. I love this company. They are just solid people with a solid product, and they just want everybody to experience the best shit of your life. Go to bubsnaturals.com, use the promo code SEAN for 20% off, and let's get it going. Here's the situation. You've got China, Russia, Ukraine, the border. The banks seem to be collapsing. Plus, the Chinese just negotiated with Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Brazil to drop the U.S. dollar. And most Americans, including myself, feel that we're in a recession right now. But despite all the evidence, I can't tell you what's going to happen for sure. Nobody can. Yet when it comes to your money, you should understand what's at stake. That's why I partnered with Gold Co. to possibly help at times like this. Go to SeanLikesGold.com or call 855-936-GOLD to get your free gold and silver kit. The kit shows you how to defend your money with precious metals and how listeners of the show could get up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Go to SeanLikesGold.com or call 855-936-GOLD to get your free gold and silver kit. I can't predict the future, but I can certainly prepare for it. So go to SeanLikesGold.com or call 855-936-GOLD now. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Where do you think this all came from? Where is it stemming from? Um, I see... Like, okay, these are conspiracies, but... I, I don't know. Good I don't know theory. at what point they just they come out of the realm of. It seems like nothing ever gets out of the realm of conspiracy if it's not in the news yeah. to some people, regardless of what it is. Like, there's now a ton of. You can go back and watch hours of video where they're like, "Here's what the vaccine is. Here's what it's going to do. Here's what it's going to do." And you just see that narrative change as like it's undeniable. Everyone's triple vaccine still getting COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're not gonna die, or you're gonna die less. Like, there's no fucking way to measure that. Yeah. I had COVID twice, and I'm like, I didn't die. It was uncomfortable. But like, if I had three shots of whatever, was that going to be less than I had? Yeah. How the fuck do you measure that? It's the, it's a good way to trick people though, because it's a, it's a metric that you can't measure. You can only have someone say, you're not doing your part because you might die in an ICU and take up a bed for blah, 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 blah. I did my part and my COVID didn't kill me. You're like, what the fuck? It's clever as shit to have the narrative change from dead stop, this is going to stop you from getting or spreading COVID. Those videos are out there. Your president Mm -hmm. said that. A bunch of people said that. And then 
oh, well, no, it was never really intended to stop the spread. It was to uh, reduce critical symptoms. You're like, yeah. And people are like, yeah. It's, it's insane. What the fuck? It's insane. Like, this, people, conspiracy theorists, were saying it six months ago, like, hey, this is, is not, they've, they've never produced any studies that are showing them stopping any kind of spread. Cat's out of the bag now. And I know a ton of people who got the jab who got COVID. Absolutely. Like, the cat yep. is out of the fucking bag. Yeah. You know, but and people, I just saw, I don't even watch the news anymore, yeah. <laughs> anymore but my wife had it on this morning as I was walking out. And I, I saw they have another booster coming out. Oh, yeah. And 50% of the country is going to wow. bend over and take that booster. They're probably waiting in line right now. Yeah. All excited it, to take it. It produced. So there's like, the way I see it is a spectrum. On one side, there's a lot of money at play. Mm-hmm. And people do crazy shit for money. Companies make a fucking shitload of money. When policy di- dictates profit, the first fucking people purchased are the policymakers. So there's like, that's just like the common sense. I feel like we can all agree on there was a lot of people that made a lot of money off this. Let's just say that's like the lower end of it all. To the other side, we're seeing things that really fit in line with a globalization that wants to happen. And this is a good catalyst for it. They say it. They, I mean like the people who want it, right in their own book. The Great Reset, they put it out. Everyone can go read it. It's not a conspiracy. The guy's name is on it. He wrote the fucking book. This is what we want. This has now led into a whole bunch of different ways that they can implement things. Like, you have to show proof to get into this restaurant. Mm -hmm. Maybe a handier way would be if there was an international digital ID where we knew what everything was doing. And if you don't agree, you can't get on a flight from this country to that country. Like a digital ID for everyone to travel everywhere. That's being worked on. That's already there. This is not conspiracy. The government of Canada has a known digital, known traveler digital ID program. Sponsored, World Economic Forum, Air Canada, certain airports. This is on the fucking government website. Wow. So there's not a conspiracy at all. You can log in and go check it out. Known traveler digital ID system. A year ago, to say this was a, comp- a huge conspiracy. Come on. They don't, they don't want that. It's like a central, a central, a digitally backed central uh, currency or whatever the acronym is for that. That's another thing. So like on the, everyone should believe and be able to see that like there's just a lot of money at play. Mm-hmm. A ton of people made fucking billions of dollars. And on the other side, there's a lot more things pointing now that the next step that they said they want to make is where it's going. So I think that's what it was about. Somewhere in that spectrum. Um, what's next? It was fucking, who knows? It's crazy. Have you seen the interview with this, like the CNN reporter that was like chatting, that was caught like on a, like a, a camera was recording or a phone was recording? And they're like, yeah, we're told to push all the COVID narrative, blah, 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 all through this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, what happens now? Like, it's all over. It's like, oh, the next big push is climate change. Like, we have to, all of the momentum is going to be put on that. You're going to see it on every single screen. You're going to see it on everything. And the video got out. People are still like, <laughs> no. Damn. Like, the fucker works for CNN. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, I just saw it again 
yesterday. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Somewhere. You know, well, oh, and that's uh, the thing. If you, I mean, lots of people see it, but lots of people don't. And even with a recording like that, people are still like, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it's your fucking truck that's doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> It is insane. Oh, it's a rabbit hole. Go down that one a long time. We yeah. Well, we could spend hours on mm. that topic, but yeah. But let's move into psilocybin and psychedelics. Okay. So let's get on, let's get on something a little more positive. Yes. So you get out. You're dealing with some of the trauma. At some point, you decide. Yeah. So, getting out. Uh, I was noticing, like I was saying, a lot of concussion symptoms. Uh, a lot of that kind of manifested itself as anger, and a typically not angry person. Uh, my brother dying. Uh, I was having a hard time processing. It's all of that, and like and immediately after, it was like that's when I was like I was drinking a lot of whiskey. Um, and then as time passes, I'm like it was still kind of definitely a struggle. But I was like tapering kind of my daily behavior. Um, and I started hearing about uh, the effects of like a big dose of psilocybin. There's podcasters that I listened to were talking about it. Uh, There's studies I was seeing being done for things like uh, PTSD, trauma, depression, anxiety, all these things, alcoholism, um, or just addiction in general. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, what do I got to lose? A, a bunch of people whose opinions in health I respect, um, opinions on, on mindset and growth, like just a bunch of things. I'm like, a bunch of Googling, can you fucking die from taking too much mushrooms? <laughs> Consensus is no. Uh, you can be in different realms for sure, but apparently no. Now, there's some odd outlier cases, like I was saying. I think there's like mental issues of of some sort. Like, do your research before you take this advice. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, okay, it's it's not something that people overdose from. I'm not gonna be like, because what happened is, I read about it, got the Coles notes that I thought I needed, set and setting. I was in a meditative state, and I was like, set some intentions. And fucking threw down, I think it was four, four to five grams the first time. I like sent my wife out of my, my uh, fiance and baby out of the house. It was like, okay, like, I don't know. I'm not gonna have my phone on, but I'll message you. And like, I think it's like six or eight hours. This stuff is gonna take time to process. So I was sitting in my living room and it like started to kick in. And it was the craziest, not craziest, it was. Like I was saying, it was like one of the most profound days of my whole life when it was all said and done. It was such a release of so many things. Like, for an, from an outside perspective, I'm glad Sarah wasn't still there because it would have looked like I was having a terrible, terrible trip. Like, I was on the ground, and, like, I got nauseous, and I was, like, crawling to the bathroom. I thought I was going to puke. I'm like, oh, I wasn't sure. And there was a bunch of things, and advice I had gotten was just like, you just gotta let go. Like, mm -hmm. when this comes, just fucking let go. And I, I was struggling so hard, my ego, to narrate what was happening. And like, just like, and it's almost like you're getting to a panic state. And with that, I was so nauseous. 
I was like, oh yeah, just like, you gotta let go, you gotta let go, you gotta, and things are fucking crazy. The visuals are crazy. Looking in the mirror and my skin is crazy and it's like, it's reptilian shapes and stuff. Like, it was wild. And I was like, just, you're letting go, let go, let go. And I, I did, and I like laid down and just like the angle, my back was to the window, but everything went dark and silent. And I was like, I remember uh, just like throughout the whole thing, having like this beat like in my body. It was like a powwow, like uh, for me, like my indigenous background. It was just like I heard like a powwow drum the whole time. And I felt so fucking like connected to earth sort of thing. Like it's probably won't make a lot of sense to people who have not done psychedelics, but I just, I fucking cried so hard. And it was like a release of, I don't even know, it was like a fucking river coming out of me. And it was like, it was kind of laid on my side away from the window and everything was dark, but it was just like flowing. And then it went like deep, deep into this hole and it was like the fucking scariest I'd ever been. I was like, I'm in hell. Fuck. It's like quiet, empty. I was like, I'm dead or something. I Like even just my own thoughts were so fucking loud. Um, And then I, I like saw like my brother in in that place and he was kind of like like why are you having such a hard time with this and it was almost like I'm over here so now I know but like just like I didn't go anywhere and it's like what the fuck and it was like he was he just threw whatever means I don't even remember if it was like saying these words but just like I've, I've gone nowhere like I'm, I'm always as close as like to as thin as your eyelids kind of thing is what I came out of it with and I was like what the fuck and this warm feeling came over me and like and I was no longer like afraid that I was dead I guess um, and then at the same time like this is crazy this, this octopus like thing like gave me almost like a hug I just felt like so warm and it was like it was my little daughter like Damn. that essence or whatever and I laid back down like I, I turned over and I looked at the ceiling and it was like this fucking path to heaven man like my living room ceiling. I look at a million times since then now and I'm like what the fuck where did this come from but like I was seeing like a lineage, like all, it was like a path, all of the men in my family to like great, 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 wherever. And it was like, all of that was a part of me. I'd never felt that before. Do you have that much? Do you know about your family lineage? A, a little bit. As so far like, as it went, do you think? No, 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 no. There was like mystery people in that thing. But like it was... It's just a part of me. It was an intuitive feeling. Yeah. Like the wisdom of this, everything that is me is like from all of these different, these men. And then almost just after it was like the same thing, but for all the mothers in my, my line, like it was like the, the love and warmth from that side. It was almost like all the way up to like mother earth sort of thing. You know, wow. it, it was weird, man. And it was like, it, it happened a, a couple of other times and we can talk about those stories later, but it was like as much as 
so many of the struggles here feel like you're alone. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a lot of it, and we're terrible for this in our community of just like, well, that fucker's not gonna understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking to this guy; he doesn't get it. Like, and I'm not even like, my, I didn't have a crazy career. I've had some close calls a couple times. I they don't, and I've been snapped back to those in a couple of loud scenarios. But like, some of the guys you've had sit in this chair, I'm like, I was saying this yesterday, like to just be humbled to be telling the story, but like. I have not had that level of career. So I can't imagine some guys just thinking they're in it alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people don't fucking get it. And I, I always, I had that, but it was, this was showing me like you're like, you. it was such a fucking warm embrace of like all of this, this lineage of mothers really that like you're, you're never, shit's really hard. You're just like, you're not alone here. You come from this. You come from all of this. And none of these people went anywhere. The physical state, obviously, has gone somewhere. It's in the fucking ground or a pile of ashes. But, like, the, the being is, like, this is all you, all the way up to the fucking beginning of time. Like, it's so crazy to even talk about <laughs> at this level. To try and... And I see it so clearly. Like, I, don't, I didn't forget anything of this entire trip as I as I recall um and it was like six hours of these like little lessons things I didn't know I needed to like pull on or think what do you about. think the most important thing you took out of it was 100% it was it was my, my my brother like it was that I just I had a feeling now that was night and day from beginning to end of like this this loss this um, this expectation that I had like oh you're gonna be here forever to fucking do all these things together hunt and fish and see Caleb and Madden get married and Gigi at some point and like just like you're gonna be here and we'll fucking play music and all these things it was like he was like okay got it you had a bunch of expectations that's all your ego I'm still here like I didn't go anywhere and that that was that was the biggest thing for sure. That was like I don't know how many I probably had a drink to numerous every single fucking day since he died until that point almost. There was a couple times I'm like okay I was trying to sort through it, but this was like boom. When I came out, I was like holy shit. It, it was it was night and day. I was like I don't even have a desire to to drink to cover up the things I don't know how to process kind of thing. Um, now, I still drink. <laughs> the relationship with alcohol, um, I it has changed a lot. Um, and I, I look at it now like the way I had a lot of time in my life, um, just like it can enhance some fun, Fucking, I love the taste of a good bourbon or a glass of red wine, beer. Like, I, I really do enjoy alcohol. Uh, but, like, the the lesson, it's like, and I told this to my niece, <laughs> like, if life is good, if, if you think, like, you're doing, like, you're not in a dark place particularly, have a glass of wine. Like, in indigenous communities, there's a big problem with alcohol. Um, and it's a slippery slope, man. And I've, I've kind of like, 
teetered, gone too far this way, try to come back, take some time off. Um, but it's it's why you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hugely important because it's not like corn juice, grape juice, or fucking barley juice. That's not the issue. Is not with some liquid substance. In my opinion, it's what it's covering up or what it's what it's being used as a crutch to process. I guess. Why are you using it to cope with? What are you using it to cope with? Is yeah, that like, what you're getting at? That's what, yeah, like, like, there's an underlying thing. If you feel like shit, like, for me, it was very clear. With my brother dying, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking deal with this. Mm-hmm. I don't. The tools that I thought I had are not working. So that one, it was like temporary numbing agent, essentially. <clears throat> so you want, you've done two more... Yeah. Psilocybin trips since. Yeah. What's what sparked those? You just didn't feel like you were. Uh, did you need more? I, I you, think the way I look at it for myself, after discovering it, um, I want to use it probably every year, um, and I, I'm gonna look into more guided things and stuff like that. I did the first few by myself. I have a big ego. I think I, I don't think I would let go as much if someone else was in the room for the first couple. Um, and I didn't know what was going to happen either. Like, I didn't want someone supervising me and then I get violent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm holding a dead person when I wake up or something. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to do. Now, I don't think I have any knowing what comes out of me when I've, I've done it three times, but like, I have no want to be violent in it. So that, that was kind of a, okay, <laughs> like the whole thing. I could not imagine like being in a fucking fight when I'm <laughs> like that amount of psilocybin. Uh, so yeah, the second one was just like continuing, continuing work. Like there's still, uh, there's, there's just, it, it always offers something new, I think, from my experience. Um, the last one I did was just at the end of this last year, October, November, something like that. And it was wild. I did seven grams of the penis envy strain. And for this one, I went to like our little cottage beach house just by myself. Again, I lit like a couple candles, made a fire, set and setting of meditation. And this one was a fucking insane mental battle. Like, but how many of you have logged into your Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever your streaming platform is, only to find the same mind-numbing content over and over and over again? And then you wind up settling and you just watch that mind-numbing content. Maybe it's time to spend your time learning something that's inspiring and that could possibly improve your life. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or history of the ancient Christian church. With Hillsdale College's online courses, they are all available for free. That's right, it's free. 
I personally recommend you sign up for American Citizenship in Its Decline with Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, Dr. Hanson explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever you want. Start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with Victor Davis Hanson today. Go right now to hillsdale.edu srs to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu srs to start. hillsdale.edu srs. By the end of fighting with myself for, say, I couldn't imagine fighting, but it was like an internal Let's go into fight. it. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. So I, I took them. They came on fucking fast. And I was like, oh, shit. Ah, fuck. I, I did too much. I wasn't ready to do it again. Like, m- maybe I'm jumping the gun. And it had been now nine months or almost a year since the last time. Uh, I didn't know. Again, I got nauseous. This time I actually threw up. And I was just in such a fucking internal battle. Like, no matter if I, like... I find that if I close my eyes, you really go deep inside. If you open your eyes and look at stuff, it, it comes out. But no, like no matter where, there was just no escape. And it was like four hours of this. And then I, it was so, I almost wish I would have recorded it on a GoPro or something. The sounds I was making, man, it was like a fucking animal. I, I remember it. And I'm like, I don't know what, I was growling. Like there was all these crazy things. And I still had that like, like that drum beat that comes really? every time I, I take it. Um, but And I was just like fighting, fighting and growling and I just felt like such a fucking animal. I was like, there's like, and then it was, it was kept saying like, you have to go through this fight. Like it, your life, how you go about it, how you process things, whatever the next step is, like you just left the unit, you're going into the unknown. Like you need to know that you have this fight and I was like, fuck. And then it, it kind of like calmed. And something came over me that was like, I f- the, the best way I can describe it was like, you've graduated. Damn. And it was like, you are strong enough for fucking anything this world throws at you. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm getting tingly talking about it. I was like, Jesus Christ. I, I didn't know. I, the whole time, I'm like, you're just like, it was this, you're in it. You're all by yourself. Nobody's yeah. coming. This fight you have to be strong enough for. When it was all said and done, I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, I am strong enough for it. Um, so that kind of tapered off. It was a crazy night that tested it. It was tapering off into the evening. And I was like, this is not the right way to process, by the way. I'll say that right now. What is about to go down. Um, but I... I'd made an obligation early in the day for something that evening and I pushed the start time a little bit because something happened. So it was like, it was not in a great place Mm -hmm. to be in public, but I was like, fuck, I already said I was going to do this. I'll go do it. And like, I wasn't like still like tripping, but I was like, I was now super tired, emotionally drained. I was like, okay, what a lesson. And I went and did, it was like to go to a a hockey practice and like help uh, my nephew get ready. 
So I come in, like, my family's there and stuff. Sarah's like, how was it? I was like, just like tired, just trying to drink some water and like still processing everything. Uh, like drained. And then we go to hockey and we hadn't heard from her dad for a day and a bit. It was just super unusual. Like he called us like three times a day, everyone just like, and just like he and he wasn't feeling good prior. I'm like, oh no, fuck. I'm like, did anyone go? No, and I was like, yeah, I'll go check on him after this practice. So we went to his house, and I'm like, I told Sarah to wait in the truck. She's like, oh my god, why? I'm just like, just give me a second. And I go in to his apartment. And he was dead on the ground. And I was like, fucking God damn it. Like, it's, I've seen a lot of dead bodies. So that part wasn't like a crazy shock to me. But I'm like, I have to go outside. And I have to tell my fiance that her dad is dead. And I got to call my friend and brother and team leader from multiple, like just her brother, that his dad is dead. And he's getting like, I'm like, fuck. So I kind of had a little moment and you know, it's just like, like the processing was a lot easier because of the first psilocybin trip I went on. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just kind of had a, man, it was a pleasure. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry that this is how it is, but like, I know that you're around. But it was still like to go outside and I went around to her side of the door and she fucking lost it. And she's like, no, 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 don't like, like you can imagine, like the reaction is just, yeah. it was terrible. So I called her brother and he came down and we just started dealing with it and like went late into the night kind of thing. Um, and it was just, it was such a, like a terrible evening, but it's, I find it so strange that I got that lesson right before that. Like, I don't, it's, it's it was just the events of You don't it. think that's it's a crazy. coincidence, do you? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't no, think no, no. so. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, how it all happened. Um, but it's fucking interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Has your wife tried psilocybin since then? Uh, no. So she has plans to. Yeah. She wants to. She's looking for the right place. I don't, she doesn't want to do it all alone, which I, I, from what I read, the best way to do it is like have someone experienced kind of walk you through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's probably what I'll do going forward. I might, I might try and, uh, the next time, and I am in no hurry to do it again right now, but when I do, I might try something like ayahuasca and have it guided um, and see what I get out of, you know, a person that knows kind of where mm-hmm. to guide these things. Um, but yeah, she, she wants to at some point. What about your brother-in-law? Um, I think that he will also at some point, he or he him? might have like, uh-huh. so he's a, he's a bit of a, <laughs> he, he'll, he knows, he knows that it's fucking good. He sees that he's a health nut into all the same things, like really. Um, so I'm not 100% sure he hasn't done it in a place and just not said anything about it. 
he's also kind of reserved a little bit. Uh, he's a man. He's, you might if you weren't going to have a second Canadian on here, you might want to have a chat with him. Right on. If you Give guys got any conspiracies, you'll be here for a long time. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, there's some things again that you need to be cautious about, but like my mother had and is having, like just as you can imagine, her, her son dying, a super hard time. I know that she's interested in, in doing it as well. Uh, there's a couple of clinics I think that are. It's like it's coming into a place where it might be available soon for some of this this big trauma stuff. So I'm hoping that fucking everybody does it. Man, I know they got. You're familiar with maps, right? Uh, yeah. So I know they're doing a, a big study um, with MDMA, and and I think they're using prisoners. Okay. Um, and um, I can't really say anything, but there's a there's another group that I used to be with, and they're experienced. They're they're doing studies on them yeah. uh, with MDMA, and supposedly having amazing results. Well, and I've heard some that were combos as well. Like psilocybin and MDMA, or uh, well, it wasn't yours? It was ibogaine and five meo, five meo DMT. DMT. Yeah, but that wasn't a combo. I did I did ibogaine on a, I think I did ibogaine on a Wednesday, and I did five meo on a Friday. Mm, that's pretty fucking close. It's close. <laughs> it's pretty close. But it to wasn't. A combo. It wasn't. <laughs> I think what you're talking about though with the combo is is both yeah, of them are in, in administered your at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I haven't done that. I did a, a very light psilocybin journey since. Yeah. Um, nothing like your experience. I, I did two grams and had one of the most amazing conversations with my wife that I've ever had yeah. Yeah. Uh, before. It's so, it's it's a magical mushroom. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I think a lot of yeah. people will get a lot out of it, especially our politicians. Yeah, but, man, I... I hope that, and I've had some friends do it uh, after hearing my story, and there's a couple guys, and it's just like I've never heard it not help somebody yeah. yet. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. Or I'm not saying that that is not possible, whatever it is, but, like, it's helped every person that has taken it with, like, with a purpose. intention or not, really. Like, even some people get slapped in the face with, like, Here's an intention you should have had, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's I think it's huge, man. I think for guys who've gone through crazy careers in this stuff, with just what you see and what you do, and the time away, and the fucking just how you grow into a person in that environment. Again, this will just this will bring you. It'll shine some light on some things yeah, that you might not have otherwise seen. <clears throat> what do you got coming up? So now you're now you're big in the country music scene. Well, I'm, I'm putting my foot in the door. Yeah, so I'm here to chat with you, and then I'm going to write songs in Nashville for the week. Um, I've got a bunch of different appointments lined up with like these professional, like fucking real deal songwriters so I'm, I'm super excited to learn from them and see what we can come up with uh we're writing for an album to do uh to do an album to be uh kind of recorded between here and canada 
Yeah, and I just want to fucking meet people and play tunes. Music has always been such a big part of my life and a very therapeutic part for a lot of it also. Do you have any particular ambition with this or are you just Man, along not for the really. Journey? Like, if you would have asked 20-year-old Dallas if this was the path I was taking instead of going to JTF2, it would have been the same reason. Am I enough? Is it like, you know, I got to prove some things. Now I just want to write good songs because I love good songs. Music has helped me so fucking much that I know that uh, a song with truth, it can do crazy things. Like it can really help people. And just some of the songs I've written now and playing them to like veteran communities and stuff, like I've had big, strong fucking dudes like crying. They're like, man, like you can't write a song like that if you didn't have a career in this. Like it fucking hits home. And like that is crazy to have, and music does that. So I, I wanna write good songs. I want to write fun songs too, man. Songs are great for heartache and heartbreak and hard times and processing, but they're also like you have good music on when times are good and it's that much better. So the real intention is to just <laughs> write good songs right and on, play man. them for whoever wants to listen. Do you think, do you still have some of those songs that you wrote about your brother? You know, yeah, years ago? I actually played one live for the first time. Uh, when did we play? November. And it was the first time I'd ever been able to play it in front of anyone and not, like, start crying. Um, but, yeah, I, I played that one live, and there was a, it was, the room was silent. I couldn't believe it. And then there's a handful of people that were brought to tears, and I'm like, it's, it's such a, it's such an age-old way of connecting with someone. You know, yeah. That's why I like the country music that I love is they're telling the fucking truth, like the the struggle, the good time, the heartache, whatever it is. They're telling the truth in the song. So yeah, I have some of those songs. I don't know where they're gonna go. I don't know. You you write songs, and sometimes I'm like, you just get it out, and then. You don't touch it again. Sometimes you come back to it and play it because it connects you to something or a certain moment. Um, I don't know. I just want to keep learning how to do it um, so that I can keep doing it. <laughs> well, man, I kind of want to wrap this up, but um, uh, thank you for for coming in here and sharing your story and I, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much for having me. And I have a whole list of people that I'm dying to connect you with and I'm <laughs> going to do it as soon as we flip these cameras off. But okay. one last question. Yeah. If you had two or three people to recommend for this show, who would it be? Oh, man. Do they have to be Canadian? They can be whoever you want. Okay, so I think at some point, if he's ready... My brother-in-law would be a great chat. He's got a lot of war experience. He was very uh, fucking respected. Uh, and you guys will have a fucking interesting dinner conversation also. <laughs> uh, he would be good. Uh, I think that to get a perspective maybe from the UK guys would be cool. Staz and the Through Dark guys, I can give you his contact. Um, I don't know if 
I know they'll be around for SHOT Show, but whenever it is, I think it could be cool to hear what, how the cultures are the same or different, yeah. you know, um, from, from over there. And if it's something in a non-tactical space at some point, I got to say my, my sister's doing really cool things in Canada. She's really helping indigenous community. Um, she was like a pro boxer. She's dabbled in everything from acting to modeling and fitness. And she's, you know, like me, had a hard time processing my brother, our brother passing. Uh, but she's a fucking fighter, a scrapper. So um, maybe that would happen at some point. Yeah, most of it's fucking my family and my friends, man. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, hey, man, seriously, I wish you the best of luck. And it's a oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Fucking hell yeah. Cheers. Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.